So I think the key, um, you know, through all of the anger and, and all of the pain is the thing that I felt the most was disempowerment. Right. I, I felt not in control of my destiny, even though I thought I was in control with all my anger and all my re reaction. And that's the thing. I was reacting and not responding. Awesome. Welcome to another episode of One Starfish. Really excited. Our mission is to help change the world one person at a time. Um, you know, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, all of those things so we can get the word out to more people. Uh, today, I get to meet an amazing lady. Well, you get to meet an amazing lady. Um, also, Gail Craft. Uh, Gail Craft is an empowerment coach. She's a podcaster. She's a motivational speaker, mainly reaching out to women who are ready for a change in their life. She's been doing this for the last decade. I'm really excited to learn from her and some of her past. I'm already learning a little bit. So excited <laughs> to have you here, Gail. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Angela. This is fantastic. Um, happy to be here. Happy to share. Hopefully, you know, dump some wisdom on you and your listeners and, and help someone make a change. I love it. That's exactly what we're here for. So what motivated you to make the change a decade ago um, into, into this world of empowerment and public speaking and podcasting and helping other people? So, oh, okay. So I'll go back a few years before I started this. And um, my past experience has been that of uh, in corporate America and a very, very successful um, high level positions until I wasn't. And I found myself, you know, moving 3000 miles to the West Coast and fired. And oh, yeah, <laughs> and went through a metamorphosis of, you know, anger, hate, you know, all of the things that you go through and, until I couldn't stand myself anymore. <laughs> right. I looked in the mirror and said, this, this woman's got to change. If I don't like me, I'm surprised I have a friend. <laughs> and, um, and I went into business coaching, business process. I got certified in that arena okay. first and discovered that you know, people first. And so I, I said, I'm going to get me this thing called the life coaching certification to supplement business process. Right? right. Right. That was my, that was what I was thinking. And as soon as I started, um, you know, I, I said to the gentleman that was training me, I said, listen, this is the approach that I use, why I was successful as a business leader to begin with. This is how I treated my staff. Um, and I am, drawn to this. I am born to do this. And so I no longer was chasing a dream. I was being pulled by a dream. If you can understand, mm -hmm. there's a difference. Totally. Right. And so I'm like, okay, so I'm going to stop that business and start doing this business and have spent the last decade, not only being a coach, but learning every year. I mean, I'm NLP master train, which took me about four and a half years to do. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I've got um, this thing called a soul realignment uh, practitioner certification. So I get a little woo woo for those who are ready to go woo woo. If you're not, that's fine. I won't drag you there. But if you're ready to go, I can take that trip with you. <laughs> right. Sounds um, fun. Oh my God, it was so much fun. And um, I've spent many years working with motivational speakers. And so um, I have been studying and practicing this craft and applying it to myself as well. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's where it really all starts, right? Like, you know, in order to help other people, you have to help yourself first and, yes. and, and grow. And through that, it sounds like a really tough time in your life 
where you really hit like rock bottom. And for a lot of people, you know, they do have to hit that rock bottom in order to go up. I guess that's the word for it. Right. Um, what are some things like, you know, I don't know who's all listening for this and who will be listening, but I'm sure there's people that are close or hitting rock bottom, especially in the time that's going on around us for the last couple of years. Um, what would you say to them are some ways that you got yourself out of that beyond just getting tired with yourself? What are some <laughs> tangible things you did to kind of start to step up out of that feeling? I guess? Well, it's, that's, that's really, really interesting. So, so I think the key, um, you know, through all of the anger and, and all of the pain is the thing that I felt the most was disempowerment, mm. right? I, I felt not in control of my destiny, even though I thought I was in control with all my anger and all my re reaction. And that's the thing I was reacting and not responding, mm. right? Okay. Um, so what are some of the things that I did? Uh, I get real with myself and I may not be real with you. I may not tell you the truth, but, you know, tell yourself the truth first, Mm -hmm. And honestly, learn to understand your motivations. And so I started working on, so what's my intention? What, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. What is it that I want? And is this the best way to have the outcome that I'm looking for? Is this the best way? So I started asking myself some very strong questions. I also went down a path of forgiveness, right? And that's forgiving myself for being an asshole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, yeah. First, right? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I Gotta played a that. role in this. I played a role, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and that's okay. Sometimes we are, right? And, mm -hmm. and recognize that, you know, hey, maybe someone doesn't like you right now because look at what came out of your mouth, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and so getting real with who I was and who I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And so forgiving myself and then forgiving others for being who they are, forgive them for, you know, what did, what did Christ say? And I'm not a big religious person, but, you know, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Mm -hmm. Right. Forgive them. Forgive people for not being aware. Forgive people for not being enlightened. Um, give them honor for being on the path that they're on. It's not your job to fix them. It's your job to mm -hmm. fix you and then show up fixed. Right. So that that um so learning about that and then i went through oh affirmations affirmations didn't work for me mm. okay and then i went through um declarations declarations did not work for me i am uh, yeah i am yeah. bullshit right because your subconscious mind says you're right i, I am, am not <laughs> subconscious mind goes have you looked at your checking account lately right <laughs> right, right. So you lie to yourself and that doesn't work right um but i i stumbled on this thing called the empowering process or the empowering questions and the book that i wrote the empowering process is nothing but a bunch of empowering questions Mm. And empowering questions work for me. And so you can try this. Um, they have a presupposition that you're already doing it. Mm -hmm. They're in the present mm -hmm. and there's action-oriented questions. And so it's how else, what more, who else? And so for the millionaire thing, right? Yeah. The question would be something like, what more can I do right now to take yet one more step closer to my goal to financial freedom every day of my life. So what more? So your subconscious goes, what more? Okay, so you're, you're working on this. And so you start to open up your blinders mm -hmm. to being aware of what else is out there. So once you can believe yourself, then you mm -hmm. look for the possibilities that 
you're not seeing at the moment. So true. And I heard that like the quality of your life is based on the quality of the questions you ask yourself. Right. So right. what, yeah. What questions are you asking yourself is, is right. yeah, that's a good one. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that, that was huge in shifting my, my life, mm-hmm. my perspective, my outcomes, um, myself, my, myself. And then um, being vulnerable is probably the hardest thing any of us can do. Mm-hmm. Um, because being, being vulnerable means that you are putting your heart out there and you mm-hmm. trust that it's not going to be stomped on. Mm. Right. After and it's been stomped on a few times, cause that's just part of life. As right? it's been crushed. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. I have another story for you that is, is crushing for me. Um, that was the big, huge, even bigger than the other lesson. Um, but what I learned is that, um, I, I can be vulnerable and it's okay if you stomp on it because I'm taking care of my own heart, mm. right? And that takes a lot of work, folks, a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Bernie Brown talks about that all the time. I adore her. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's amazing. So guys, if yes. you haven't checked her out, check her out. Check her out, man. Yeah, definitely. No. And yeah, just being out there. So do you want to share the story that you really conquered, it sounds like? Oh, okay. So, so I told you I worked with motivational speakers and I had this one particular person that I worked with um, and I would crew her events and, you know, I just admired everything that she had to teach and her approach and thought she was fantastic. So she moved to Oregon and um, wanted to build on her site a retreat center. Hmm. So I offered to be her project manager on that. And she offered me the position with the caveat that I was to move. Right. Which meant that I sold my home, closed down my business, left my clients, left my friends, and moved from sunny San Diego to freezing friggin' cold. Oregon. (laughs) Oregon. (laughs) Right. Um, And in the process of doing that, um, another person moved from Nevada to do, do, she was to do her marketing and um, we became roommates and neither one of us did anything that we were hired to do. Um, And it was a very caustic, very, um, it was very bad. It was very bad. Um, You know, I now look back and see the wounds that she brought to her business. Right. But at Mm -hmm. the time it was, it was awful. And to the point where one day, I was on the couch in my apartment and I thought I was having a heart attack. That's how much she broke my heart. So stressed. Mm-hmm. Oh, the stress was terrible. And I was ready to call 911. And um, I laid there and said, no, no, what I need to do is I know this is a broken heart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's my fault for putting my, my belief in everything into someone else rather than myself. Mm. Um, it's my fault for not researching how she treated her staff before accepting this position, I would never have done that in a corporate setting. Right. Right. Um, so it, I, I took responsibility for my piece. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that, that was healing. I mean, I would, in fact, I said, I'm not leaving this situation until I resolve the core reason why I'm doing this because well, I, I never want to fall. Right. Never yep. want to fall into this again. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that. And so my last act was calling her accountant because I had put together a 30-day action plan for her that I did not get paid for. 
and I called her account and I said, where's my check? I sent you the invoice. I sent her the, the product. And she said, well, I was told to put a hold on the mm -hmm. check. And I said, well, you know, that's illegal. You, you cut the check and you cut it now. And so she did. And then I sent an email saying, you know, bye, I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. And I packed my bags. I moved back to San Diego with no job. No um, house. <laughs> no house, no, nothing. I mean, I was ready to sell pencils on the street. Um, but that's when I wrote the book, The Empowering Process. Wow. Um, and I had, my goals were, this was in April. My goals were to pay off my credit cards because, you know, of course, all of that cost me money. Um, by the end of the year, to get my business back up and running and to be in a luxurious setting. By the end of the year, I had my $20,000 in credit cards paid off. I was living in a gorgeous luxury apartment and I had my client base kicking back in. Wow. All through empowering questions, they work. That is so cool and, yeah. and empowering um, for anyone <laughs> listening. Like, you know, and taking that 100% responsibility for what is your fault, but at right. the same time, not taking the responsibility for what isn't your fault. That I think is that's key. really key. And a lot of times we take on, especially women, take on way too much responsibility. And it's like all of our fault instead of realizing like, hey, in this case, it wasn't all your fault. This was a right. bad work situation right. that you allowed your, it's like a bad relationship or like anything. Like I personally looked at that in relationships where I'm like, okay, these have been not the healthiest relationships. Who's the common denominator? I am. And I'm not taking the, I'm not taking the pressure from them. They still did what they did, but right. that I allowed it is on me. And right. This I codependency. Correct. Right. There's exactly. this codependency. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that's really, really interesting because, because um, right after that, I had a position where I was coaching a new manager, right? Or as a new director. And um, he was very uncomfortable in his role. And one of the things that he did that I had to really work with him on was take responsibility when it wasn't his fault. Now, as a leader, if someone in my team screwed up my and I did this, I would literally, literally physically stand between the accuser and my staff and say, it's my fault. I obviously lack, did not train them properly, did not give mm -hmm. them the right tool. This is my fault and I'll fix it. Yeah. He would take the responsibility in a much different manner. He would take responsibility as though he had done it mm. and then he would fix it. And, um, and so my training with him was about, all right, we need to understand there's a difference between um, accountability and responsibility, right? You are accountable to your team. They're responsible to get their job done, right? And so let's talk about that. And you never take the blame. You take accountability, but not blame. And there's such a difference. And he was blame, 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 blame. So I created a training for him and his team called the blame game. <laughs> right? Yeah. That sounds, like a good, that sounds like a good one. I like that. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. 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 That's so cool. Um, and make sure, like I said, we'll have links and all of this stuff in the, in the footnotes. So make sure to check out the book and and check out what Gail does. I'm excited to actually check it out because empowering <laughs> questions are, like I said, are very important. Like what are the questions that you ask yourself right. are very important in how your life moves forward. So I, I love that. That's kind of where it's at. 
And where do you want to see yourself in the next, like, what's your now, what's your purpose? What's your mission? Um, sounds like you've kind of got, you've been traveling, you're, you're kind of living a little bit of, I guess, what people would say a dream life. Like you're right. doing what you love. You love what right. you do. You have money, you have success, you have all those things. Um, where do you see it going and where do you want to see it going? Um, it, I'm exactly where I want to be. <laughs> I love it. Right. Um, where do I see it? I just see it growing. That, that's all. I just see me traveling more. Um, I actually started traveling in the middle of COVID. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, you just I went, started in COVID. Okay. Right. 2020, yeah. 2020, that summer, um, my son and his family grabbed an RV and I hopped on with them and we traveled the country in an RV. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Um, it was, it was fantastic. Fantastic. And then last summer I bought a new car and then I went, I put 10,000 miles on my car traveling across the country and visiting people. And then this winter, I got out of the snow and went and visited family for the holidays and then went down to Florida and spent a few weeks down there. And now I'm in San Diego and I head back home next week. That's so cool. And that's, I mean, it's doing what you love. If you don't love to do it, like if you don't like to travel, don't travel. If you like to travel, travel. Like it's building right. that life of whatever it is. And I, I think it starts with, an, and my opinion anyway, like is, is what, having what you want on paper, like really, like you said, it's pulling you instead of pushing you. What right. do you really want? Where's your, um, where are you actually wanting to go in life? What are you being called to do? And it sounds like obviously that's what's happened to you and you've stepped into your calling, which is why it's not only fun, but you're successful at it because right. you have a drive that other people might not have. Um, what are some, and we'll wrap up here soon, but what are some tips that you kind of like to tell people when they're when they're they're struggling, when they're working toward that, when they're in those things, um, you've given a few out, which is awesome. We don't want to give all the secrets of all the book and everything else away, of course. But what are some things else that you would suggest that people do, like morning routines? What are some things that you find that are really like meditation that you find are really helpful um, for centering and moving out of you know, say, negative situations? Um, I think for me. It's really important to to determine what works for you. All right. So I use a bunch of different tools with my clients to see what resonates with them. So for some people, you know, meditation, I do envisioning, mm. right? Um, before I go to bed, I I actually will will say, okay, so here's here's the the nugget, the 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 issue that I'm trying to resolve, right? Um, help me, universe, God, whatever, pray, whatever yeah. works for you. But I really ask for guidance um, in, in resolving this. And then in the morning, whatever comes to mind, sometimes, I mean, I used to do Facebook lives like right out of bed, mm. right? Whatever comes to mind. Okay. Are, are you want me to talk about that? All right. I'm going to talk about that. Literally, my hair is a mess. No makeup <laughs> on. Like right now, I am no makeup. My hair is a mess. I'm in a sweatshirt because it's a little chilly. <laughs> Right? And she still looks beautiful if you guys are on podcast and not YouTube. <laughs> right. And so it's just what, you know, what's, what is driving me right now? Right. And, and I don't fight it. So, you know, so meditate. And if, if you think you don't meditate, you do. We all do. Um, 
try different processes because not everybody does well with the Deepak Chopra. I don't. You, he gives mm-hmm. me an ohm and I'm like, well, that's boring. That doesn't get me anywhere. But I do well with guided meditation. Some people don't do well with guided meditation mm-hmm. because of the noise, right? So then focus on a sound, right? So there are different ways to meditate. And all that is, is calming your thoughts, not suppressing them letting them come in and letting them go out Mm -hmm. right just letting them flow and then breathing just focus on your breathing because that calms you and when Mm -hmm. you're calm and so one of the tools is never make a choice or a decision from any heightened state whether it's anger sadness fear love right your state is heightened And you will not, I mean, I would love that woman that I went and worked for. Did I make the right choice? No. Right? Um, So calm down, step away, look at things from different perspectives. And that is also a tool that I highly recommend, right? What What would your best friend say about this? Right? And listen to that. What would someone who doesn't know you say about this? Right. And so you look at things from your eyes, from someone else's eyes, from a group's eyes who have no attachment whatsoever. Right. And be honest about what would they say? And then you take all of that information and you can make a choice based on that information, not on how you feel. Mm, that's, right? yeah. And how you feel, not your gut. And that's another thing. Learn the difference between your heart and your gut. <laughs> Because your heart loves everything. Your gut says, eh, maybe not. <laughs> follow the gut. Right, follow the gut. Right. Yeah. Right. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, three final questions before we wrap up, and then anything you know you have for last points you want to kind of add. Um, number one question is so you kind of went into some of this already. If someone is looking for their purpose, and they're like, like you found your purpose and you love it, and they're like still looking for it, what is one sentence you would? say that possibly could help them find it faster? Oh, the easiest, no, it's it's never easy to find your purpose. Sorry, but sorry, it's okay that you're struggling. We all struggle, but be open to possibilities Mm -hmm. of something totally from left field showing up. And oftentimes what you think is simple is really your calling. And it's not mm. simple to everybody else. Hmm. I like that. What you think is simple might be your purpose. Right. Um, look at it. Yeah. No, right. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, number two question. What's your favorite quote and why? <laughs> I can't give you one favorite quote because I love them. I know. anything Brene so Brown nice. has to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And why? Because, because she's vulnerable and there's science behind, um, behind her words. Mm-hmm. Right. She she um, examines and tests and gets curious about everything. So I guess anything that she has to say, because she comes from a place of curiosity. Do you remember any quotes off the top? No, no. not off the top. Of Check my out head. Brene Brown. <laughs> right. Check um, out Brene Brown or, or, my, or my LinkedIn site because I have her quotes all over the place. OK. Yeah. Or Gail's <laughs> site, uh, which we'll have in the like I said, we'll have that in the show notes. And number three question, um, what is one word or sentence that you want on your gravestone? The one word that I want on my gravestone. Oh, Gail fearlessly went forward and the hell with the results. 
I love that. That's an awesome one. That's so cool. Um, are there any final things that you would like to to say before we before we close out? Yeah. Um, you you are deserving, deserving. I think for. for for me, my experience with my clients, male or female, by the way, um, it is that feeling of that lack of self-esteem mm. where we kind of anchor in and get stuck in. We don't believe we can. We don't believe we deserve. We mm. don't we believe we should, right? Um, and when you can get past that, especially if you think it's okay for someone else but not okay for you, why the hell not? Mm -hmm. right um, find the reasons why you should or could or can rather than you shouldn't or couldn't or can't I love that that's yeah so good yeah. Um, make sure like I said to follow Gail to take us on Instagram uh, rate review share and definitely check out uh, some of Gail's work and see where it can empower you to change a life today as we go out because if we all change one life we will make a big difference in this world and this world one at a time one at, at a time. time. Exactly. <laughs> thank you so much, Gail, for your time. Really enjoyed this. And Angela, thank you. Get a lot of time.